I saw Pep, nobody talk, bro. That guy's probably been plotting. What the footy? What the footy? What the footy? What the footy? Knew some other guys liked me, but I didn't know it was to that extent. Imagine being a kid in primary school. Now it's a putting off. Powerful people, and I think they need to recognise that. But then also, they need to be represented the right way. Sport in general is nothing without fans. Uh, based on you know, one single source of revenue alone, that being the TV. Let's just win this to appease the fans. Welcome to the What The Footy podcast, the podcast takes football fans behind the scenes. Today, I'm joined by friends of the podcast, former guests uh, for Premier League season preview. Guys, I'm joined by Jules. Jules is a content creator, does a lot of stuff with Arsenal Fan TV and the Women's Match Day show. And then I'm joined with Royce, brother and brand manager, Sir Royce. Uh, to Royce, uh, you wish you were a footballer, but to Polari, I am a footballer. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most exciting young, one of the most exciting young ballers within world football at the moment. Um, guys, yeah, we're meant to be joined by the Watford club doctor, but he's too busy hanging out with chunks and young Philly at soccer aid. Um, so I had to bring these two through. They're not world class, but they're they're near and about there. Nice um, world class, bro. You know, because I promised all the all the listeners world class guests, didn't it? So I had to deal with you lot today. Now I'm joking, but yeah, the band, so, the band is going to be world class. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's get into it. Um, I thought it'd be good to obviously dissect uh, the Premier League, look at the teams, look at what's what's been happening within the transfer market, look at what we believe is going to happen within the season. So let's let's fight off straight from the top, guys. Um, looking at Liverpool, they've been quite slow within the market. I know they obviously bought that left back from um, from Olympiacos. Klopp has typically been moaning, as Royce knows, Klopp the serial moaner about <laughs> fixture congestion, but we've seen no signings. They bottled it in terms of getting involved with Timo Werner. What's, what's your feelings in terms of Liverpool and whether they can do the, do the back-to-back? I can't see it. Personally, I just can't see Liverpool doing it. Um, you look at that Seriously. second month of the season, um, that's yeah. when they capitulated. Their form was awful. They, they lost at home to Atletico Madrid and they, they started becoming like a draw merchant. Um, mm. they, got, they got absolutely slapped by Man City. Um, players, it's almost like the lockdown had an adverse effect on them while for other clubs, they were on the rise. And when you look at when you look at their squad, if Gigi Wallanum goes, and if they don't get someone like Thiago in, that is a step backwards. Or you look at clubs like Chelsea, Man United, Arsenal—they've addressed some players of some sort to the manager's philosophy, where they want to come in and say, "Yeah, I want this guy. Here's my guy." And that's—they're closing the gap on Liverpool. By Liverpool, they let Gigi Wallanum go. For me personally, for the last three years, he's been their best midfielder. When he averaged yeah. out in the last three years, that's a big loss. Um, so that's a step. Backwards, while other clubs are back on the rise, 20 points. Yeah, I, I can't see it. I actually wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea somehow come and overtake them in the league if they pan nah, up. Do you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna also agree that I don't necessarily think Liverpool can do it this season, but I'm yeah. not gonna necessarily. I think the second half of the season, bro, when we get to that period of like congestion, you just have to do what you can do to win. And they basically mm. did that. I'm not going to lie. Like, Man United teams, style, isn't it? Yeah, when we, when we look at teams, it's not, the people always say, it's not necessarily about how you win. It's just, you have to win. You try and just say, get mm. that three points, get over the line. Even with the Man City game, 
Bro, they just came over a weekend bender, fam. Like, I can't blame them. They've done... In terms of their midfield, I do believe if one of them does leave, it's going to be a problem. But we do know that. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to underestimate. But Henderson is a big part of that thing. Whenever Henderson yeah, left yeah. the team, that was when he started losing. Yeah, so I think... I think, I think in terms of replacements, that, that weren't it though, I'm going to be, as a Chelsea fan, I'm delighted it happened, but I was very shocked that it didn't, like he didn't want to go there, even in terms mm. of like some of the tape players that were linked there. I don't know why they haven't gotten that over there. Even the Thiago thing, I'm thinking they should, they should have done that, like going up a time is? ago. Do you know what it is? Just, just jumping in on that, I think with, with Liverpool, I think I'm seeing a side of them that reminds me of Man United in those Fergie days where they didn't play amazing football. Mm. It was it was Javier Hernandez getting the last minute winner at Stoke mm. away or at Hull City away. And I think Liverpool is starting to show that that sort of grit. In my opinion, I think the gap that everybody else finished behind. So I think Chelsea finished about thirty three points behind. Mm. I, I don't believe Liverpool will hit ninety nine points or nah, anywhere they can't. near there. I Never. I think I think they'll lose a few more games. I think they'll probably hit about ninety. But I think the level that the likes of City and Liverpool, I, I don't even with Chelsea, what they've got. Chelsea, I, I think like ninety is about twenty nine Premier League. I can't, I can't see that. I think well, how, if you look at how lucky they've been in terms of injuries, for how long can that luck sustain as well? But mm. they get the job done though. They get even even even, Liverpool. even from a job tactical, done. even from a tactical sense. I'm saying I think so, some teams kind of know how Liverpool play. Like it's kind of they've gotten the key of how to break yeah, them down. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think. Mm-hmm. And you know we've had this discussion a long time. Tactically, tactics in the Prem are very like they're very easy to like. We, like usually you have one team that sort like messes the, messes the league tactically, but the next season everyone kind of figures it out. I think everyone gonna, clocks it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what you mean. I think that's what we're gonna have this season. You look, you've seen better teams in Liverpool not win it the second time round. Mm. And when you, when you look at when you look at other teams like the the old O ten Chelsea team, the Man United team, the Man United team to be fair, they done the treble. In terms of winning the league, but um, yeah, very, very few teams in the Man City, the Chelsea teams are the greats. They have a manager saying the Invincibles, let's not forget, they didn't, they didn't make win it yeah. back to back. But that's for me, even on the 100 one. point team, even the yeah. 100 point yeah. Man City team, bro, that look how they capitulated. Like, like it's very it's tough to go. The thing, the thing for me is that I just look at the quality of the top, and I think Man City, when Aguero's not there. They don't look as menacing and as threatening as they do when he's there. And I think it's something like mm. them defensively. I think teams can really get a man seat. I believe they lost about 10 league games last season. Um, mm. and I just think the, the quality in terms of, I think, uh, that's the thing. Let's, let's get on to Chelsea and, and, and let's almost see whether, do we believe, cause I, like for me personally, I'm excited to see Havertz and Werner in the league. I've watched Where's my shirt, for, for, my for shirt? a couple of seasons, but... <laughs> Is Frank Lampard really the man to lead them to really compete? I don't personally think so. But really, really? I want to. I, I don't. I want to hear gonna, Club legend, but yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily think he has the tactical know-how or like the killer instinct of other managers to do it. it and also, the one thing that I want, like I'm gonna say, is that we have brought a lot of players in. We've brought them, like, let's say, five, six. To gel that into a squad is very, very hard. People don't really... Mm. It. Like, I know Werner scored the other day, and like, well, like, I'm happy he did, but Werner, Havertz, you've got Ziyech on it. It's going to be very hard to gel, especially if they're not used to the intensity of the Prem. The Prem is very physical. They're not really going to have... You're not going to have as much time as you have in, like, the Dutch league, the German league. So I don't know how 
Frank as a manager is gonna like implement them into a system to be able because even when I look at like Pulisic, the way he implemented him wasn't necessarily the best. Pulisic did mm. have it, but it only took him until the latter stages of the Second season, of the season and yeah. realized that is what I'm gonna say. I don't know I don't necessarily know how he's gonna be able to implement that much talent. And there's a lot of pressure on him now. I'm not gonna yeah, lie, with the investment that they've put in, we have to go for the league. There's no we're scraping top four. The league is what I want. I'm being honest. I'm I'm saying mm. it now. I want the league. I'm saying it now, bro. So if he doesn't deliver that. that, he has to go. He has to go. If he doesn't like at least challenge properly for the league. Sorry, bro. I don't want to see him. Honestly, yeah. Chelsea have almost changed their philosophy in terms of how they recruit players. Um, I think mm. it was what only until up, up until recently, um, they used to always go for the finished article, the Fernando Torres the Decos, the Shevchenkos, and that's what they used to go in for. And then they'd expect to win the league. I think mm. what Chelsea are looking at now is they're looking at Man City, they're looking at Liverpool, and they're mm. seeing they're great teams. But Five-year they're plan, decline. yeah. The average, mm. the average age of that team is declining. But you look at the Chelsea team, they, they're buying players for the next two, three, four years, and then maybe they'll go to Real Madrid or Barcelona. Who knows? But yeah. I think there's been a massive change in their philosophy of how they recruit players, because a lot of these players are under 23 as well, apart from... Uh, Ziyech and obviously Thiago Silva is 33 or 34. Um, mm. But I do think the fact that they've bought these young players, they've, they've invested in time this time with Lampard. And you look at the change in management style, like Jose Mourinho, he's been co- coming out and said, yeah, the kids of 21-year-old, like 21-year-old Lampard and Terry, they were men, now the kids. That kind mm. of thing. I think the management of that style, that's what you see managers like Mourinho now kind of struggle in a way. And you have the modern players coming into the game, players look up to and almost in that way, they're a lot more lenient. That's mm. what I think, I think Lampard will have the time. I do think Lampard can be the successful uh, manager that, like he was as a player because for me, Lampard, even though I was an Arsenal fan, he was my favourite player, uh, my favourite English player yeah. of all time. Mm. Uh, I love I, would, I love I would, Frank I would, as I well. Successful, but not, not too successful where Arsenal don't win anything. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what it is? The thing, the thing about Frank is I want him to do well as well, man. Like, I'm, a big, I'm a big Lampard fan like himself as well. I, I'm even team Lampard over team, team Gerrard, isn't it? But mm. for me, it's, it's just for, for what I saw last season, I saw a manager who complained a lot about the defensive mistakes, but I didn't see no tactical now to try and uh, mm. solve that. Like, I look at Mikel Arteta, came in... Um, I was literally going to say him, bro. Was, played, ...was playing a four at the back, realised that, hang on a minute, David Luiz looked a little bit sus there. Let's go into a more comfortable uh, formation. Brought Kieran Tierney into a left centre-back, which is a masterstroke. Maitland-Nars recovery pace from a left mm. wing-back. And, and bruv, look at Arsenal. Our last mm. big six games, we've beaten Liverpool twice, we've beaten City. We beat in Chelsea as well. I, I don't see that with Frank when when things aren't going right to change it. Because uh... as a as a Chelsea fan, I say our two biggest problems was we had a lot of the t- a lot of the ball, but breaking teams down we couldn't. Like bro, if you just sat back against yeah. Chelsea, like yo, even in terms of the defense, like in terms of like that's why I really rate Arteta as like a, like the defensive structure that he's brought into Arsenal has been like proper. Like you man now know how to like. There's a standard defend, yeah. of how to defend. And he's been very quick of how he's brought it in. Like, he's only been in, I don't know, less than five months. But even seeing you, man, defensively, you, man, are very structured. Of course, you have your individual mistakes and in that. But there is, like, a, there is, it seems that he's been drilling them, if you're going to say. In terms of Lampard, yeah. we've had a whole season. I haven't seen any changes, if you're going to say. That's, I'm yeah. going to be honest, that top four really papered over a lot of cracks. I said it. People were shouting at me. People, Chelsea fans are getting on to me, saying bro, that it papered over the cracks. 
Bro, even but the FA... You guys lost 12 games in the league last season. A third of the season. Even the FA Cup, even the FA Cup no, final that, that game. Like the last year as well. Like, as long as we talk about creating chances, they also like the striker. Yeah, Tammy, they did, yeah. did chip in with a few goals, but look at that first game of the season against Man United. They outplayed Man United, but United yeah, was just... Did, did. You can't break... It's very hard for us to break that. We lack that, we lack that, we lack that creativity that I think perverts can bring. He will do, yeah. And I think the thing about Chelsea that's scary, and I think this Chelsea team will, will I think, in my opinion, be like Liverpool in 13-14 because you've got Pulisic who comes off the flank, Ziyech who drifts infield off the left, you've got, uh, off the right, so you've got Havertz drifting in off the right, you've got, you've got Werner drifting off the, off the, the right-hand side, uh, left-hand side, sorry. It's going to be too fluid. Another, another unbelievable player. Yeah, uh, look at Kane who probably had the worst year he's had in the last four years, who I think will come back stronger this year. I like to think uh, so anyway. Um, yeah. Then there's Mason Mount, probably now looking at that team, will come off the bench a bit more, chip in or something in the last final 20, 30 like minutes. Mason, yeah. But even in terms of England, I think that competition would do him a world of good. Because in terms of like looking at, you've got Werner, left, you've got Werner to the left, you've got bloody um, Havertz. He's going to have to step up. And that also mm. helps England too, I'm going to be honest. Because yeah. even when you look at people like see a force nine Mason Mount. <laughs> hmm? What do you say? You reckon he might see a force nice for, force you could. nine? You could because I think in them yeah. kind of teams you have to kind of take initiative of like, bro, I want to be in this team. I need to make sure that I'm in a position to be in the team. He can play force now. I think he could. If he looks around mm. and he probably just like nicks a couple advice of a couple of these men, he probably could develop into that role. We've seen Foden. That's why I think Foden. Is could be put, because of the, there's a competition around him. He sees world class players, so the only way you can really step up is to be world class. So I think that could help. Uh, could be a world on, on on that point, race, what, what do you think that means for the young ballers like Tamori, Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham? Seeing all these big guns come in now, where does in it terms of, I heard to, I'm, I'm seeing rumors that Tamori could be loaned out. Like I, I think, yeah, I think, I've heard, oh, yeah. I've, yeah, I've heard he's gay. Yeah, I've heard the Everton story as well. In terms of the thing with Tomori is that it was so weird for me because Tomori was a like starting player, but then all of a sudden, not even like not even featured in teams. So I don't understand yeah. what's really gonna happen. In terms of Tammy as well, Tammy's Tammy situations are it's difficult because mm. he does offer like he scored double digit goals last season. So it's like he does offer stuff, but you don't know what it's gonna do for the youth cell because Lampard was the one that was gonna state that said that oh in terms of youth we're gonna bring kids in, which he actually did in terms like but now that we've yeah. basically reverted to get money, throw it at players and bring them in. I don't actually know what it means for this youth cell. Are we gonna go back to the old loan system probably? I don't. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if you start hearing the chant, same old Chelsea, always Probably. lonely. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised either. I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't be surprised because I, I. It's all. It's all good options because he can play Timo Werner off the off the left hand side if he wants to, and Tammy up top. He can mm. play Ziyech off the off the right. He can play Havertz off the right, or play them in in the attacking midfield. So that the options are definitely there. And I, I'm for one, I'm really intrigued to see what Lampard's now made of now that he has. He has the players and, and, and another manager, let's get on to, um, who's another manager who rather than trying to improve the players, moans about wanting these side is, is Oleg on the Solskjaer. What, what's, mm. our thoughts on Man, what's our thoughts on, on Man United? Obviously, they signed Donny van der Beek, a player who I'm very, very excited about. Um, nice box-to-box midfielder, chips in with goals as well. Where do, where do we see Man United finishing and, and, and sort of competing and, and putting on a bit of pressure? 
I think with Man United, it all depends on injuries and if they can get in a strike, a, a proper out-and-out striker. I mean, proper, the dream yeah. for Man United would be a Harry Kane. I think that's where they're lacking. But you look at that midfield, since Bruno Fernandes have came, they were, mm. I think they would have finished second or third since, since he would have joined the league. Um, mm. Defensively, I think Aaron Van Bissaka is defensively the best fullback I've ever seen for the last five, ten years. Um, yes. I think you have to go back to Ashley Cole to be that good in defence, maybe one, yeah. as well. Uh, but going forward, he kind of lacks. But that's where Man United fans need to be a bit more patient with Van Bissaka. But at the same time, yeah, I do think they need a proper out-and-out um, striker. And also, I think you look at that midfield, it's just too attacking. They probably need one more. Yeah. Because Matic is ageing a bit now as well. Yeah, it's been weird because I look at the lack of defensive mid, like that lack of defensive midfielder. Like I don't actually know what's going to do for the game as a whole because defensive midfielders are very rare to come by nowadays. Mm. In terms of Donny Van Der Beek, I'm very interested because I think not not to wait, but I was very interested by that the, um, signing because I thought if yeah. you really got that creative output in terms of like Bruno Fernandes, wouldn't you just say as well? Yeah, yeah, and go for go for a striker and well an out and out striker. I thought that would have made better sense. But if they put, I don't know, I don't understand how they. But you know, it is worth. I think I think on that, I think someone like Pep, I think, has blown it out of the water because I'm seeing him play someone like a Gundogan uh, in that yeah. sort of deep lying position. Then and Gundogan's not really a defensive midfielder, like, and when he plays there, when Rodri's yeah. playing. He almost offers that, that sort of pivot role where he gets the ball out from the back four. But I guess it doesn't mean that City are more exposed, but he does yeah. dictate the play even more. So maybe... That role maybe is there is... the pivot. His long yeah. one. Yeah, that, like, the, the thing but with defensively, Pop, again, he doesn't want to track back. Tough. He doesn't mm. want to track back, yeah. Yeah, because you've got three players. You've got Hernandez. I mean, not Hernandez. Bruno Fernandez is like the most creative player Fernando Hernandez Bruno Fernandez is the most creative player there if you're honest yeah. you. Pogba that is like let me let me stay back and let me dictate pace so I'm wondering what, what what's the need for Van der Beek what is he actually what is yeah. he actually going to offer is he going to be like that just that that man that last man that just runs in if there's like a local um, chance and let me just slow it in I don't necessarily think they need it I think their, well, their biggest apparently, problem apparently he's won the most penalties uh, in, in <laughs> the Nandis is definitely going to be getting a lot of uh, penalties. No, it could, it could. Uh, if they, if they want to continue with that whole penalty United thing, it could work for them. But I don't know how long that comes back like, because teams will, teams will, will, um, will wake up to it and not really want to like touch him in the box because you know these people. As soon as you touch them, they're dropping in the box. So I don't actually know what their plan is. I think they should have got a, a proper, proper replacement for Matic. I thought. Because whenever Matic plays, you can see that, bro, he's he's not the same guy he used to be, French. Yeah, they can't get back as much. They need... I also think they, um, they could have gone for Thomas Party, who obviously has mm. lost on him. Yeah, but he's been in for Arsenal for years. Uh, <laughs> he's a, he's a game changer. Mm. But he's, again, very similar to Pogba in a way, the way he plays. So there are there are options, but I think Party at the moment in that in this very market, I think he seems a logical one. Mm. I but think yeah, it would have made more sense for them to get him. I think it would have because mm. Van der Beek doesn't really really offer much to that. I don't see him really changing that team. If I'm just say like a fanatic. You know, I think I think maybe Ollie's looking at it from the fact that if we can't go out and spend two hundred million quid that Daniel uh, Levy wants on Harry Kane. Let's maybe get in a midfielder who we you know can add goals, add goals to the game. Obviously, Rashford and, and Martial improved their numbers last season. Greenwood's chipping in. 
whether United can win the title, compete for a title with with strikers that just get 17, 15 goals, I, I, I don't think they can they can without an out-and-out striker. But maybe he's looking at it thinking if we can add maybe six to ten goals in midfield from Donny van der Beek, then they can be a bit further along. But I, I would have liked to have seen United use that money for a, for a defensive midfielder or, or a centre-back. And I think even bigger than that is, is the big call is that we'll... Ole actually made the big decision and, and dropped the uh, the hay off uh, Dean Henderson. Yeah, they signed a long-term contract. Yeah, five years. Uh, so that's he's, only, he's only like 130 now, I think. Mm, no, that's so, a very, very big deal. That's that's really intense. I I saw him against Spain the other day. The thing is, it's weird because the hay is still there. Like I saw there was one um, shot signings on Curler that he did. The save was like excellent, yeah. excellent save, but. It's just them little mistakes, them the little simple mistakes. ones, yeah. And you know, and the thing with with Hent, like the thing, the situation with that, I think they should start at the Gea, but you, like knowing me, I think he will make a mistake, and I think they could not just probably use that as an as an excuse to be like, sorry, bro, like we gave you a chance, but Henderson's here, we gotta put him in. You're actually gonna say so. Yeah, I don't know how it's gonna work there, but I don't think I don't think Henderson will be implemented the, this coming year. I think maybe the year after. I think. And this will probably get the Champions League games, the FA Cup League game. Still rack up probably about 20, 25 bro, games. Bro, that's, that's my issue with Ole. Like, I look at someone like Arteta. Leno was out on number one. Fantastic season. Emmy comes in dominating. Arteta's gone. Nah, he's going to be my number one guy now. Despite what Leno has done. Exactly, Ole, yeah. can, Ole can't make the big decisions. And, and that's, that's one of my issues with United and whether they can actually go on to, to be the United that they, that they used to be. Because me personally, after what Dean Henderson has done, I'm saying, Dean Henderson, you're coming in and that should almost push the hair to, to almost improve and get better and fight to come back into the team. But enough about Man United because we all hate them. Um, <laughs> we've spoken a little, a little bit about Arsenal already, but let's sort of talk about Arsenal. What do we believe that Mikel Arteta can do? I'm going to, can I just ask a quick question? What do you guys think about the, both the Willian and the Gabriel, the Gabriel, Gabriel, I don't know. The both them yeah. signs, especially the Gabriel one. What do you think about that? Are you guys happy about that signing? Because I've not, I've not really asked a lot of Arsenal fans about that one. He looks he looks good, you know. From what I've seen yeah. on, the, on the highlights, he looks very promising. YouTube, yeah. I think he looks <laughs> more ready than Saliba for the upcoming year because Saliba is I think three years uh, yeah. younger than him. Well, yeah. he he had a really good performance against Chelsea in the Champions League last year as well. Um, yeah, he seems he seems like he's really good on the ball, which is promising, which Arteta likes. He seems like a younger version of David Luiz in a way about how he sways that ball about. Mm. Um, so I can see him yeah. getting paired up with David Luiz, but I think Saliba's year will come up next year. Uh, and in terms of William, I'm happy with William. I think he, he can offer us something a bit more. I looked at the options off the bench. We didn't have anyone. We to bring Joe Wallach, whether it was 4-9, left wing, right wing, <laughs> centre yeah. like uh-huh. It was anywhere. Um, and with William, he's, it's a lot more potent and arguably, arguably last year, Chelsea's most consistent player throughout this mm. season. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think my thoughts on Gabriel is I think Arteta has proved that he can take players who are at this level to that level. He's done yeah. it already with David Luiz, Maitland-Niles, Hector Bellerin. Maitland-Niles, yeah. Granite Jacker, I thought, was finished. He's now one of our most important players. Oh. Rob Holding stepped up so... Anyone who asked, not like I've, I haven't seen Gabriel uh, play to that level. So anyone who I think is coming in through the door, I have full faith and trust that I know Arteta will improve these players. 
Um, uh, he's, he's been he's been doing it. He's done it for six or seven players. So uh, um, I think I'm, I'm Cedric as well. It. Let's touch on Everton as well. Uh, Ancelotti at the wheel. Some big signings coming through the door. I think I, I almost want to group Everton and West Ham together because these are clubs who have spent a huge amount of money on players, 30, 40, 50 million pound fees. And it's almost like I don't see no strategy of like, this is how we're going yeah, to play. Like see... Chelsea, like Chelsea, yeah. for instance, Chelsea thought to ourselves, like I can see what Lampard and, and Marina and Czech and the team are trying to do there with Havertz and Ziyech. Like, it makes sense in my head, but I look at Everton and West Ham and it's like, uh-uh. we're getting in Rodriguez, he's 29. We're getting in Iwobi, he's like 22. And it's like, uh, I don't understand how it's all going, and I'm just intrigued to see how they're going to perform this season. Even, even sorry, no, yeah, I was even touching on the West Ham point. Even looking at yesterday with the Grady, I don't know, I can't say his full name. You know, and Mark yeah. Noble coming up because that Grady serious that is baller. serious, serious baller. Baller. Even I was, I was very shocked that even Mark Noble came out and was like, "Bro, I don't know how you man got rid of him." It just shows mm. that if your whole captain of a team is telling you, like, "Bro." There's no plan there. It's weird with them kind of, t- especially with, with, with Everton. It's like, because there is investment, like you can kind of see they have a plan of where they are trying to go to. Like, because they have investment. Do you think so? Like a lot. Do you think so? I because think the it's thing been is, too random. It's been like, the thing Roy's is, Keane, Theo Walcott, Iwobi, yeah, Bernard, Dickerson. When you look at, when you look at I think in this market of how restricted it's going to be, in terms of name value-wise, Probably the biggest you're going to see in the Premier League this year in terms of his name value, the brand he brings yeah. in, the global yeah. presence. We all remember that 2014 World Cup. And they have like a little yeah. Colombian contingency now going with uh, Yerry Mina at the back of the roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably help him out a bit. And that, James Rodriguez at one point was one of the best number 10s in the world. Um, and it will be interesting mm. to see how he fits in with a manager who always has believed in him. I think it was Antrotti who actually brought him to Madrid and then loaned yeah, him yeah. at Munich as well. And I also tried to buy him in Napoli as well. Mm. There's a really good connection there. And Ancelotti, I was very surprised to see him at Everton because he's one of the greatest managers of all time, let's not forget. Mm. Uh, can, yeah. he bring that, can he drag that team to top six? Unless Tottenham drop out, I can't see it. Do you know what it is? The thing with Ancelotti is that I, I don't know, I don't think he knows his best 11. Because yeah. I look at it and it's like, mm-hmm. we've got Calvin Lewin, Richarlison, Theo Walcott, Sigerson, Bernard, Iwobi, now James Rodriguez. Like, like I think a lot of people, but a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people, yeah. But then I thought that about Schneider a few years ago, but that didn't work out. But then, but then my, my issue with Everton is that are they going to have a clear out and go again? Because if you're telling me, okay, the midfield is now going to be the core Alan and Rodriguez, that's going to be serious. That's I think they were better. I think they were better off just going all out for like a proper striker, like number nine. He's going to give them like like what they had in Lukaku previously. But they've got that um, in Calvert Lewin, though. Is Calvert, could is Calvert Lewin a 20, like 15, 20 goal striker? I, I like him. I, I think he'd be a good signing uh, from Celtic. Uh, good player, yeah, yeah. But then Calvert Lewin, a good player, holds the ball up well. Big fan of him, but is he your 15 goal? Got a season player to, to push you into the Europa League. One of the bracket of where Giroud and Firmino falls, where you need wingers around him, and he was spread to yeah. the wingers. Mm. Now he's got James Rodriguez, he's got Allen, he's got players that like to bounce it off. It will be interesting. Richardson also, I think, very very underrated player. Someone Barcelona. Yeah, 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 I like, I like Richardson. I, just, I, just, I don't think I don't think they understand. I don't necessarily think they they know what Richardson's best role is. 
I'll be honest. Because yeah. you play him on the wing sometimes, you play him up up, up top. top. Like, what do you want to do with him? And it's wasted potential because that Richarlison guy is cold, bro. He's hard. On his day, he's very, very hard. He's been game in, game out for the last three, four years as well. So he's clearly very, very pretty. Even in terms yeah. of just to, bring, just to bring up a team, what do you think about Leicester? What do you think Leicester's going to do? Because they were in the top four for so long and then right at the death they got kicked out of yeah. they have they know a strong how to sell the players they know how to sell the players and I think Austin yeah, look, look yeah. at that I just forgot to bring up my guy my new guy Chilwell as well bro Chilwell Seven yeah more. cold yeah. cold baller cold baller and the thing is they've, they've, he's no Tony though he's no Tony <laughs> oh yeah he's not Tony don't want to hear that you know, the, thing, the thing about the thing about Leicester for me is I think losing Chilwell is a huge blow I think Leicester get a lot of their creativity from three players within their team. Ricardo Pereira, who's been out injured for a while. I'm not sure if he's back yet. James Madison and, and Ben Chilwell as well. I mm. think Leicester, I think, when, and we're going to get on to it later with, with our top four predictions and stuff. I, I think Leicester and Spurs are just that level below where Arsenal, the direction that Arsenal, United and um, and Chelsea are moving in. I, I think they're, they're more like Europa League level. Um, and I think the only reason why I'm not putting Arsenal in there is because when you've got a player like a Bamyang within your team and you can defend where we've been defending, watch out for what we're going to do this season, Arsenal. I'm telling you, man. Big threats, you have, you know? Big threats, when, big when, threats. When you, have a, when you have a player who guarantees you 20 to 25 league goals a season and we, we can now start defending, you're going to have a problem on your hand with a team like mm-hmm. that. And I think that's where Tottenham probably lack a little bit. They've got that player in Harry Kane, but it's can they now... Um, defend and stop conceding goals. They have a very aging squad as well, so that's another yeah. thing. The defense, I mean, Davison Sanchez is another Rolls Royce defender, uh, but, yeah. but I don't know if he needs, he needs, he needs another partner there with him or, or what. But Tongan and Odewald was there for a long time, and that spine is now move, going yeah. on. Um, the San Holberg, who I think is a player that's still under the radar quite a bit, a good signing. Someone Liverpool went uh, quite linked with quite a lot, so it'll be interesting to see how they do. But I cannot, I cannot see Tottenham making the top four next year. I, I um, cannot see. Yeah. Let's let's not discriminate. Let's let's touch on the on the lesser teams within within the Premier League. <laughs> um, I think I think for me, I think two <laughs> I think two sides that have always fascinated me is Newcastle and Crystal Palace. They almost seem to be sides that you think surely they're going to go down this season. But they almost happen to be in a relegation fight, limp their way out of it, and then just finish 10th or like 11th or 12th. And um, I'm almost keen to see how they're going to kick on. I think as long as Wolfram Zahar stays at, at Palace, I think Palace will always still be a menacing threat. They just signed uh, Eze from KPR. Eze, Eze, Eze. Serious baller. Serious baller. They've got a nice little front three game with Eze, Ayu and uh, Zaha there. And they've got that, yeah, yeah. That, that striker who went to Turkey and scored 29 goals. Uh, he might he might get a run in as well. So that's a, yeah, that's yeah. A you've got Milovic as well, that penalty merchant, bro. That and you've got, you got, you got, you got Cahill on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Cahill on the back as well. Even even with the Newcastle, you got my boy St. Max. Oh, St. Max. Oh, he's oh, serious born, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That guy is too hard. Like I'm surprised he didn't get a move. I'll be honest. I'm surprised that he didn't get a move. Yeah, I, I think because of COVID. Probably next season, I think we'll get a move. Who, who would you have having your team though? Zaha is best or maximum? Maximum. Maximum. Really? Maximum. maximum. Z- maximum. Z- Zaha, 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 no, he's been putting... Oh, it's tough because maximum... Zaha is that finishing in there, I think. 
Because the thing is, they're both very similar. Is that getting, they put nah, the dribbling nah, thing. Do you know what? I think maximum, maximum, maximum's more similar to uh, Ishmael Saar, I think. Than Zaha's a bit more of a clean, finished product. But I think... He's also similar to um, Traore as well, in a lot of sense. Mm. Yeah, but I think, I think he's improving the end product as well. But yeah, we spoke a little, about, a little bit about uh, Palace and uh, Newcastle. Let's talk about the promoted sides. For me, I'm excited to see, obviously, Leeds back in the Leeds league. Big, huge football club. Like, when you're talking about big teams of English football, after your Man United, your Arsenal's, your Liverpool's, Leeds, Leeds are right up there, man, with their passion, the fan base. Uh, yeah, man, I think they're going to bring, hopefully when fans can return to stadiums, well, I'm really excited to see Ellen Road rocking. Um, yeah, Bielsa's going to cook up a madness there as well. I think tactically, it's going to be a very, very, um, what's the word? I think it's going to be a very, very interesting matchup because tactically, bro, Bielsa's on a different level to these managers. Serious. So looking, yeah, yeah. and look at, look at how he basically, he bossed that bloody, he lost the championship last season, bro. Like, I'm not going to lie. So looking at it, it's going to be very interesting to see like, I'm going to be interested to see how Calvert Phillips does here because basically he was yeah. the best player. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how he copes in the Prem. I want to see how these like, these top six managers are going to set up against him. How is it going to be? They got a good signing with Rodrigo as well. Rodrigo yeah, as well, very, yeah. Very, very good signing in there. And, and they, they played Arsenal off the park. And I think, yeah, we beat them one yeah. day, but they played us off but the bro, park in the FA Cup. That first half, they got you. That first half, they yeah. got you still. They got you still. Yeah, that's, that's been a very, very... Um, sorry, these are very, very exciting. I do think they'll they'll go a lot. I think I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the top eight if they do break break into it. Um, but that would probably mean Leicester would have to drop out. That that probably means a bad year for them. Uh, but I do I can see Leeds making the top eight, especially that first year, um, that little buzz about them. The, the, mm. I mean, there's an the side, but still... Um, Ellen Road is a special, special ground. It's, it's a historic ground. Very, very um, intimidating place, bro. Very intimidating. Mm. Well, the, 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 the master, you know, the man who taught uh, Pep Guardiola, I'd be an interesting lineup. Mm. Uh, and then you look at Arteta, you can look at him like a grandson because Arteta then of Guardiola. So, yeah, it's true. There's, there's going to be a lot of interesting games. Interesting games. What are you, what are you guys thinking about West Brom? Obviously, I think West Brom, I think, I think they'll be all right this season because they've got that Premier League experience still there. Um, also, as well, looking forward to seeing Fulham come up, Yo-Yo Club, as they call them, Scotty Parker and Will. Um, what's your thoughts on, on, on how, they, how they all get on this season? I think, personally, West Brom and Fulham haven't brought enough Premier League experience um, to yeah. you know, survive. Fulham's only been a year. Uh, I don't know if Jean-Michel Sherry will be back from, from his loan and if he is going to be playing, because he was an outstanding player. Um, oh, yeah. I think the two will struggle. Um, but I think Leeds will, you know, really do well for the championship team. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say, if they don't really buck up their ideas in terms of tactics, I think they probably will. Because I think, though, like tactically in a whole, the Prem is not that really good. But in terms of like the, <laughs> yeah, the teams yeah. in the Prem, bro, yeah. the standard between Prem and Championship there is a very, very big gap. And I don't think if you don't bring something different, the reason why Sheffield, yeah, yeah um, it's true. Sheffield um, United did so well because they brought something very, very different to teams. The overlapping centre-backs. Very, 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 very differently. And the thing like is, what's your Sheffield. thoughts on... What did you say, sorry, bro? I like, I like that Fleck in um, 
Sheffield United. Poly. Yeah, mm, very good. Yeah, yeah. Only uh, Norwood as well dictating the play as well. And the thing is, because and the thing with Sheffield United, they're efficient. They don't score goals, but when they do, when they have chances, they take them. If I'm just saying, yeah, like, so yeah. with these Prem teams, if I mean with these new newly promoted teams, if you don't yeah. take your chances in the Prem, bro, you're gonna you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. So I don't. If they don't, how really do you see? How do you see Sheffield United getting on? Because obviously, when I spoke with Simeon when it was at Norwich, he mentioned the whole idea of second season syndrome. And I think now that everyone knows how Sheffield United play, do you think they're struggling a little bit this season? Because I think typically that sort of stuff does happen. They definitely mm. punched above their weight last season as well. Um, what's your thoughts on that, guys? I think they will kind of, I think they will struggle. I do think they will struggle. I, like, again, like I say, if you don't bring something different, to like, especially with a team that doesn't have resources like that, because a good a good example is a team like Bournemouth. The reason why Bournemouth stayed in so for so long is that not necessarily because tactically they were good, but they made investments. They kind of did make investments to improve the yeah. team. In terms of Sheffield United, I haven't really seen that as much. And if you don't really make yeah. investments and keep the existing pattern of like tactics, bro, you're gonna get found out and you will start losing games. So I don't actually see what they can do. It's going to be hard as well because you've got to find three teams that are worse than you. And in, in this league, it's, yeah. it's, it's very tough. Yeah, the gap you've is got hard. Three yeah. teams are worse than you. Sometimes even that's not enough because there'll be the element of luck, you know, the controversies, this, yeah, that, and yeah. the other. Sheffield, yeah. I think, will struggle. Um, I think they'll, be, they'll just about survive. You never know, might go down to the wire. Yeah. But I can't see them finishing top 10 with, with, with yeah. the, the rise of this. Yeah, yeah. That whole, that whole 40 points thing, I don't, like, it's very hard for me to see where they will nick 40 points, where they will get 40 points from. It's very hard yeah, to look yeah. from a daily, on a match-up basis, like, bro. No, it is. I think, I think, <laughs> yeah. I think that's a nice point to get on to because obviously we're going to do our predictions and I think let's get on, let's lead on from that and go into our relegation prediction to what three teams do we see going down i think i'll go first and i'll say that yeah, i think i think I, I think i think aston villa uh, uh i think aston villa will get relegated i Bro, think we they limp... talk about them you know no <laughs> i think i think they limped their way out of out of uh out of relegation i think they're over reliant on jack Grealish as well they lack an out and out striker um mm-hmm. i could i could see villa going down this season Although I did, I did hear like I'm hearing rumors that they're trying to get Ollie Watkins to come in. So I don't know what they can yeah, do. Yeah, he's, he's a baller. He's a baller. He's a baller. Serious yeah, yeah. baller. But I don't. In terms of like, yeah, they struggled like defensively. Yeah. They struggled last season, they, bro. And they, they signed and they signed Matty Cash from uh, Nottingham Forest. He's a good baller as well. Yeah. Um, so they need a centre back. Maybe maybe they could. I think Rob Holding would be a good long signing for them as well. Yeah, but he's doing well for the Arsenal, man. But yeah, I, I think yeah. I'm gonna say, uh, what's it called? A Fulham. I don't see Fulham. Fulham, yeah, yeah. I think I, do. I don't see Fulham for staying too. Long. I'm gonna say but, Fulham as well, but I'll also, I think I think the time's up for Brighton as well. Yeah, I was gonna say Brighton. I was gonna too. say Brighton as well. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, the thing is, great, great, Graham Potter is a very, very tactical manager as well. Mm. And very even, good even manager. And even looking at looking at Brighton as a team, they've got a good setup there, bro. Like I'm yeah. not gonna lie, they've got a couple ballers. Got Gross. Aaron Moy, is he back, back from loan? I, I think, think he's a year loan though, two year loan though, I think he is. I think so, but I think he's probably, they, they probably will lick him on a, on a permanent store. He's been quite yeah, solid. Yeah, he's a serious baller, yeah, yeah. Serious baller. He's, but he's a strike again, uh, Morpe, yeah, yeah. Morpe, Morpe, Morpe. He can lick a goal as well. I'm going to say Aston Villa, Fulham. Yeah, Fulham, I agree. 
I'm saying Brighton. I think it's Brighton. between. Yeah, for me, it's between a Brighton or Brighton or uh, West Brom. Brighton or West Brom. For me, it's Brighton, West Brom, and Fulham. You got to realize as well is that, and I was saying this when I was talking about the decline in the quality of the Premier League. If you really break down those teams like Newcastle, Crystal Palace, all you have to you, you mentioned where you're going to get the forty points from. If you're a team like Brighton, you look at it and you think if we can nick points against the likes of the Fulhams, the Palaces, the Brightons, all those typical teams that whereby on Super Sunday no one wants to watch their games. <laughs> um, I think if you target those games and you can maybe nick a result at home against Leicester or Wolves, teams like Arsenal and Chelsea and United on a bad day, you can really get at them. Um, I think you can survive because that's, that's what the quality of the Premier League is like. Um, um, like teams, teams like Newcastle and, and the only reason why they survived is because they beat they beat all those like Aston Villas the Fulhams the, the Brighton Burnley the Southampton even look at exactly. Southampton bro that team South, Southampton, Southampton that's another team that could be in the, the brink no nah, but with Danny Ings' goals though man he's a very very tight he's he's a quality signing so. no but I think, I think he was in and out of the team because they stripped him of the captaincy because he wasn't going to sign a new deal um, yeah. So if you look at if you look at their midfield, people like James Ward Prowse, like I think Southampton will be all right with the goals they got in the team, innit? Uh, um, but yeah, top four predictions, boys. Top four, one, two, three, four. What you want, like proper? Who's gonna win the league and everything? Do you know what it is? I'm saying for me, I'm saying Liverpool. I think I think their know how. I I just don't think there's a team. I think they'll win more games than anybody else. I don't think the football will be as pretty and as stylish as the previous uh, couple of years. Last season even wasn't that spectacular, but they'll just get the job done. When you've got Firmino, Salah, Mane, Van Dijk, these guys have been the team, they'll find a way. City, for me, haven't invested enough. I think they still need a couple more defenders, another striker, but I still think they're better than everybody else to get second. Um, and then between third and fourth, I think it's between Chelsea and Arsenal, to be honest. Um, I don't... I, I, just, I don't, and the reason why I don't is because lack of out-and-out striker. Rashford yeah. and Martial and Greenwood, they're all very, very good players, talented players, but to really compete and push for a title, no team has ever done that without having an out-and-out world-class striker or yeah. top-level striker. Minimum, and, minimum, minimum. And, and people, people, like, people like Rashford and Martial, like Martial is hit and miss, like plays the game in first gear sometimes, sometimes in fifth gear. You never know what you're going to get from him. Uh, Rashford as well. Like, I, I just don't, I just, I think they'll just miss out. I think Chelsea, I'm not sure if it's going to be a third or a fourth. I think they'll put some pressure on. Um, and I'm just, I don't know what Lampard's going to do, but I think Arteta, having a player like a bad man within the side and the way we're now defending and beating big six teams, I think will be tough because when Arsenal score first, I think we're a hard team to uh, to beat and to break down, yeah. and, we can, and we can play on the counter as well now. Knock it over the top and in behind. Um, I think I think we can, we can do damage this season. Well, I'm, I'd like to think so. I really yeah. hope, so, matter of fact. Yeah, I'm a little bit biased, but that's my analysis. But yeah, what are you, what are you guys thinking? One to four. I saw Pep. Nobody talk, bro. That guy's probably been plotting. I think Man City might come with a vengeance, bro. I think nah, Man but... City. When's when's Aguero back? He's back in training. I've seen him training. We'll be interested to see how he gets on. But defensively, is a big, big two holes to fill in. Defensively, they're too sus. They're too sus. Yeah. I think mm, you can really get. But if they get, 
I'm missing this Kudobali thing happen. If they get Kudobali, yeah, yeah. it's over, bro. They've already started <laughs> replacing the Socrates as well. Yeah, and they've got Ake as well. Yeah, they just signed Ake as well. But yeah, but I, think, yeah, I just think that the fact that they start to pay Fernandinho in defence, I think they lose a lot of bite within midfield. I think they need to get back to playing Dino in, in the in CDM in the midfield, man. Yeah, and I yeah, think they Laporte, do. And I, I think Laporte as well. Uh, I think, think Rodri. Don't forget Rodri's second year as well. Who's a phenomenal signing for them. So it will be the second coming of for Rodri. Um, yeah. Bernardo Silva didn't have the best of the year last year, so he might rise up to it again. Riyad yeah. Mahrez, another one, great option. Yeah, yeah. Sterling, you know, for me, the thing with I'm I'm gonna be biased. I'm gonna say Liverpool first. Because I'm biased, I'm saying a Chelsea second because I want this team to shine, you get me? I want this team to shine. Yeah. And I'll say a Man City third and then fourth, I'm going to chuck it between Man United and Arsenal. I'm going to chuck it between them two, bro. I don't think Tottenham have the, the minerals to get back in. I'll be honest with you. The reason for me, Tottenham for me, at the worst stage I've seen since like one day Ramos was in charge. Like, <laughs> on, on, honest, honestly, like even even under Harry Redknapp, they had players like Bell, Van der Vaart, Mod, like, I just don't like bro. the mid, the mid, the midfield and defense to me is just too. It's nowhere there, bro. It's just it's just not at the level that, that they've been in the past sort of uh-huh. ten years or so. Like it's just not at the level. I'm a. I don't want to say I don't want to say positions, but I'm gonna say like for me, yeah. Last four, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, Arsenal. I think Arsenal, yeah, yeah. the reason I'm going to say Arsenal is because I rate what Arteta is doing there. Stretching. Look at the will. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, the I will. do respect, especially that, 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 F, though, I, that, <laughs> thing, that though that game pissed me off, yeah, that Chelsea yeah. game, that FA Cup final game showed that you man have back, bro. You man actually have, like, what it takes to, like, compete at a certain level now, if I'm going to say like before, mm. it's the structure. He's actually gone in there and realized that, bro, the way to win games, not necessarily about the play, it's the structure. If we defend properly and nick a goal here and there, we will win games. And that's basically what you yeah. might have been doing. Trying yeah, to say, true. My, my top four prediction now that um, AFC Bournemouth's gone down, I think Arsenal at least gets to start the season. Uh, <laughs> I, don't I don't know if we'll finish there, but you know what they say, start as you mean on. So. <laughs> I'm going to be biased as well and I hope that Arsenal will do it in the top four and uh, hopefully even win the league but uh, there's a lot of things life, but you know that's how it is but yeah I'd say I hope that Arsenal uh, makes the top four um, have, have to say Chelsea if they get a defender but if they don't then I can I think it'll be between Chelsea and Man United for that fourth spot um, then it's, it's a no-brainer to put Liverpool and City in Um uh, I'm reserved about saying City to win the league because I feel like they need a runner in there, uh, in their centre midfield. They have a KDB, they've lost Silva, they have Rodri. I feel like they need someone that can carry the ball forward. Um, so, yeah, that'll be my top four. Who wins the league? I, I, whatever happens, I'll be surprised if I see Liverpool win it because if you think about it, if do that yeah. three years in a row because they finished second, it's a big, big ask. Yeah. It takes yeah. a lot out of you as well. I do, like, you see that team, it takes a lot out of you to... to, to yeah. The second half of the season. Uh, yeah. And the thing about it is that I know Klopp well, and Klopp will write off the FA Cup, he'll write off the League Cup. So really and truly, he's only in the 38 league game. <laughs> and, 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 and what, I think the 10 or 11 games to get to the Champions League final. So really, yeah. they can have a shorter season than anybody else because he doesn't give a, he doesn't give a crap about, about, the, about the Carling Cup and the FA Cup. So, um, and they lack, squad, they lack squad depth. They don't have that yeah. depth. 
Yeah, it's true. Hopefully, Arsenal can be like Captain America now that we've got that shield on our side. So, <laughs> we're going to go and win the league. <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, man, it's absolute, absolute pleasure. Premier League season preview. We evaluated the whole entire league. We looked through all the teams, where we, where we believed that uh, he would get relegated, who would finish within the top four. Yeah, guys, I want to hear your say. What at what the footy Instagram Twitter get in touch? Let's know your thoughts. Royce, always a pleasure sitting down with you. Jules as well. Started the pod with a few episodes of you guys. Glad to see where it's at right now, guys. I hope you love this episode. Not like it's so a download, subscribe, rate and review, and tell a friend. Tell a friend. Miss Goal. What the footy? What the footy? What the footy? What the footy? Knew some other guys liked me, but I didn't know it was to that extent. Imagine being a kid in primary school, now it's a putting awesome. Powerful people, and I think they need to recognise that, but then also they need to be represented the right way. Sport in general is nothing without fans. Uh, based on you know, one single source of revenue alone, that being the TV. So the league. Let's just win this to appease the fans. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.